0: and welcome back to another episode of Spill the D. I'm your host, Rick, and I'm joined with my beautiful co-host, Gina.
1: Oh, that was so cute. Mm-hmm. That was Rick's first intro, guys. I think he nailed it.
0: I tried my best.
1: Yeah, you did great.
0: How are you today?
1: Oh, I'm thriving. It's pretty late at night right now while we're recording this news because we like to keep it as up-to-date as possible. But because of that, I'm kind of exhausted slash running on fumes in the best way. That's fair. Yeah, how about you? How you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. I'm also tired, but...
1: But also thriving, But also thriving, Okay, good. (laughs) Then we're good. So today, we are actually having Bruce Beale come on, the owner of 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. If you've been here for a little bit, you definitely know who he is. And him and I are going to tell Rick all about our weekend in Walt Disney World. We just spent the weekend. Us and about 20-something vacation planners. Good amount of people. And, of course, Magical Meg, the vlogger for 407. Mm. So... We're going to give Rick a full recap, give you guys a full recap. But before we do that, we only have two pieces of news to talk about.
0: And not even that major.
1: They're not. One of them we've been talking about for a while. The 50th anniversary is officially completed. I can't believe... It's already done. I remember sitting on here with Sab saying, wow, 18 months is a long time. I can't believe it's going to be that long. Uh And now it's already over. It's kind of weird.
0: Well, if it makes you feel any better, the hundredth starts like really soon. Yeah,
1: that's true. (laughs) What are you going to miss the most from the 50th?
0: I like the color scheme from all the merch that they had. It was really cool.
1: Yeah, I did too.
0: Specifically though, honestly, I don't know because I'm really excited that Happily Ever After is back. So I don't, I'm not going to miss that fireworks show that they had when they started the 50th.
1: Enchantment. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone (laughs) is going to really.
0: I'm trying to think. Are they keeping the gold statues? Because if not, then I'm going to miss those. I like seeing those walking around.
1: I've heard rumored that they are. I cannot remember if I have seen it as fact anywhere, so I don't want to say it as fact on here.
0: Okay. If they get rid of them, then I'll miss those because I like walking around the parks and seeing them.
1: Yeah, those and the decorations on the castle. Besides the 50th medallion, which is already gone at the time of recording, mm-hmm. the like streamers and stuff that they put around the castle looks so natural and like it's always been there. And I think it's going to look kind of naked if they get rid of them.
0: I think it will, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to be that noticeable because it also wasn't really that noticeable when they changed it. Like you said, it looked like it was like that the whole time. And I think it's one of those things where they can just make it whatever they want and you won't even really be able to tell right away.
1: I don't know. I think people will notice and I think that they'll miss it. But I think they'll complain and then it'll come back. Okay. I don't know.
0: I think it's going to be a mix because there's also those people that go on their once-in-a-lifetime trips and they're like, this isn't the castle that I've seen all these in all yeah. these pictures. So some some people might be excited for it to be back to normal. That's
1: true. That is a really good point. Like why people hated the cake castle. Exactly. Hmm. All right. Yeah, good point. You win this one. <laughs> and the other piece of news that we have, Fantasmic currently has two shows it's actually a pretty big talking point in the episode that you're about to hear is the two shows of Fantasmic? it's going back to one show so if your vacation is after april 23rd it'll only have one show at 9 p.m when there is only one show it's usually because they're expecting less crowds but either way expect the amphitheater to be pretty full mm-hmm. so if you're go- if you plan on being at that one show make sure you give yourself enough time to get there because it's probably going to be a pretty full show
0: yeah, obviously this goes without saying, but you won't be able to use the tip that you that you give in this episode about the first and second shows.
1: No. I mean you will until the twenty-third. Yeah, and but then again that, it's
0: after that it's back to make sure you get there kind of yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> because it's honestly one of the best nighttime shows in Disney and they have redone it and I avoided spoilers until this last weekend. And I have to say that I'm so happy I did. I felt like I was seeing it for the first time all over again. And had, I actually didn't really talk about it much in the episode, but I had one of the most amazing experiences watching Fantasmic and seeing all the new aspects of the show. I felt bad for my friend Miranda, who was next to me, because I was like a small child like pointing at things. Like someone was climbing a wall and I was like, do you see them up there? Do you (laughs) see them? Like I looked like an idiot and I was like just thoroughly enjoying myself and enjoying the new show.
0: So better than the original? I think so. Okay.
1: I do. And they just added so many small things. Like even the, I mean, Disney loves their projections and they Mm -hmm. put some projections in it. Like just little things that made such a big difference.
0: They're good with details. They are. So it doesn't shock me that.
1: And I mean like the light projections, not like the projections that they already put on the water normally. Like they did like some light projections on the mountain that made Uh a difference. So it was small details. Some of the costumes I looked at and I was like, that's a new costume. Like they just, just everything is updated. So It was really good. So if you are there and there are two shows, make sure you get to at least one of them. If you're there after the 23rd and there's only one show, try and get to it if you are into nighttime shows because it was very good. But that's really all we have. We're going to go into the episode now. Before we go into that, one thing that I did this last weekend was I had as many vacation planners as I could get a hold of and stop for a few minutes in the hecticness of running around with everybody. I had them stop and give me their favorite Walt Disney World vacation tip or Disney Parks vacation tip. So for the next probably I think I got like 11 of them. So for the next 11 weeks before we go into the episode you're going to hear a vacation tip from one of the vacation planners. This week's is Amber's. So we're going to put hers in right here. All right we got Amber right here. We just came out of Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. So Amber what is your tip? So my tip for the Round of Barbecue would be, so they let you pick about four sides. And we were in a group, so we all got to pick what we wanted. But what they don't say is once you pick those sides and they come back with those, you can always get a different side the next time they come in. So. We got, like, what was it, tater tots, we got um, baked beans, Baked beans. we got fried pickles, but then, like, and coleslaw, and the next time they came around, we got to order different sides. We got to try everything. What was your favorite side? Ooh. The tater tots. <laughs> I think like those were yeah. yeah. I was surprised at the fried pickles even being on there, but I was not yeah, disappointed. I they wasn't. were good. Very... They were really good. <laughs> yeah, they were very and good. good. And the mac grill... oh, and the cheese had the... Um the fish on them so that oh, remember, yeah, that was
2: really
1: good perfect well thank you so much for your tip <laughs> thank you.
0: Well, I know what I'm doing next time, or I guess the first time that I get to go to Roundup Rodeo.
1: What is that?
0: I'm getting all of the sides. (laughs)
1: Including the tater tots.
0: Yeah, I've heard good things.
1: Also, with that audio, I absolutely love that you can just hear all of Disney in the background. I thought I was going to hate it, and I was worried about it, (laughs) but I really like that you can just hear Disney going.
0: Very authentic. Yes. (laughs) But if you want to plan a trip, go to Roundup Rodeo or any of the other great restaurants that they have at Disney. We suggest you use 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. This is a Disney and Universal Orlando travel agency. 407 and Beyond books and plans family vacations to destinations such as Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando, Disney Cruise Line, and a lot of other places as well. It doesn't cost any extra to book with them. Their services are 100% free. Their vacation planners, all the people that you're talking to or hearing from with all of these tips, <laughs> help plan their clients' perfect family vacation so all they have to do is just show up have fun, and create family memories. You can start by getting a free, no-obligation quote at www.407vacations.com.
1: Perfect. Well, let's bring Bruce on. Let's talk about our week. Yeah, let's
0: hear about We're ready it. ready to
1: hear all about it. All right, everybody, we are here with Bruce, owner of 407 and Beyond Vacation. Co. Bruce, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good, Gina and Rick. How are you guys doing?
1: I'm thriving.
2: Doing well. Doing Hi, well. Gina, are you recovered from 407 week?
1: Oh yeah, I have slept a total of like five hours since I've been home, so I feel like Buddy the Elf. Great, got a whole 45 minutes. <laughs> what about you? Are you recovering?
2: Yeah, um, you know, uh, slowly but surely, little by little. So it was quite the week. Uh, we had a lot going on and we, you know, just so much fun. But yeah, the, the recovery process has certainly taken a couple of days.
1: Well, you had a longer week than I did, so yours will obviously take longer. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh so our week started uh Wednesday with qu- uh, quite a late evening. So, you know, for it being middle of the week, the following week, I'm still a little bit tired.
1: That's As you can probably tell my
2: voice. Yeah.
1: I know, mine's not fully back yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm working on it.
2: It was it was a lot of talking, it was a lot of, you know, screaming on rise and and having a good time. So, yeah, it, it, it was just a, a lot going on, but a lot of uh, good things.
1: So this might seem like a, a strange question. Do you consider yourself more of an introvert or an
2: extrovert? I am extroverted. Okay. I enjoy talking with folks. I enjoy meeting folks, uh, having a good time. And so, you know, I, I would say I went pretty hard uh, for 407 week and maximized the amount of conversations and attractions and food that I could I could have had. Okay. That's well, what, what I figured your
1: answer was gonna be, but I was like, let me just check.
2: I mean I I I, ha- I have an assumption on what you how you would respond to that question, but let me let me turn it over to you.
1: I am introverted.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Both ways lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am a one
1: hundred percent extrovert. <laughs> yeah. The results on the are in. what are you? That,
0: <laughs> I'm the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Not <laughs> as introverted as it gets.
1: <laughs> Not like as it gets but you're definitely an introvert (laughs) but that was actually something that i noticed this weekend with the vacation planners who were there was you had such a mix of introverts and extroverts and like they all worked so well together even just like in a normal conversation hanging out and i was like wow this is a really good mix of people
2: yeah the extroverts usually carry the conversation so Well, uh, as a testament, Gina, to the vacation planners on our team and just those in in our community, uh, we have a good mix of you know uh, ages and and sexes and people from around the country and extroverts and introverts and people who. Uh, utilize social media a lot and some who are new to it and so it's good to have that diversity and variety in the type of people in our community because first it enriches it and second it leads to fun and interesting conversations and times to be had when we're all together which why it was one of the many reasons why i think 407 week was the success that it was
1: do you want to explain to the listeners exactly what 407 week was what we're talking about what we did last week
2: yeah let's do that. that i think that's a good place to start so 407 seven week, uh, each year coincides with April 7th. And and this year we celebrate a little bit early, but, but what that is, is we celebrate our travel destinations, our clients, and our community members on April 7th, four Oh seven, the count on the calendar date. So we do this, uh, in in different ways last year for our inaugural four Oh seven day, uh, celebration it was virtual and we did that we celebrated with uh, a series of fun announcements you know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago gina but one of those announcements was build the d podcast becoming the official podcast of 407 and beyond and here we are gina a year later for the second annual 407 week uh, celebration and you are joining us and, and the rest of the team down at walt disney world for for the celebrations. so because of the holiday weekend coming up we moved The celebration up a week so it was march 30th through april 2nd here at walt disney world and again this is just an opportunity for community members whether it be you know yourself uh, magical meg on youtube uh, vacation planners and their spouses and families to come down to walt disney world to to celebrate together to have a good time to to meet each other sometimes for the first time uh, for those who have you know onboarded within the last 12 months and just be able to uh, further and foster the environment and community that, that we're building here at 407 and beyond. So, that is a, a kind of a brief uh, introduction into what 407 week is.
1: And just all around great time. That's how I would sum it up. Yes.
2: yes. All <laughs> but around happy anniversary,
1: Bruce. We're at a year. Look at us. I
2: know. I know. Look at that. So we're at, you know, we're, we are at a year of Spill the D being the official podcast. We're at a year for Magical Meg being the official YouTuber. So we have uh, lots to be grateful for, lots to celebrate in addition to all of the fantastic vacation planners on our team, whether they've, you know, uh, they're new or old, have joined within the last 12 months or more. We just have so much to, to be uh, grateful for and uh, to celebrate. So when everyone is together in person, it, sh- it just takes it to an entirely different level. And you know, one of my favorite things about the week is vacation planners who were meeting in person for the first time. So they had maybe been working together, followed each other on social media, had had conversations before virtually virtually but then they meet each other, you know, for the first time in person, and it's like they're long-lost friends. It's like they've been friends for 10 years, and maybe they've actually only known each other virtually for like 8 months. But they get together and it's hugs and it's jumping up and down, it's excitement, you know, asking how each other's families are doing. So, one of the things I'm most proud about about our community is the the friendships and the bonds that have been made with vacation planners and and you and Meg and and just community members as a whole. And so it was so fun to see people that excited and having that great of a time together um, and and, and for most for the first time.
1: There was actually a few vacation planners that I asked them if they already knew each other from the way that they were talking, the way that they were like engaging with each other. I was like, oh, did you guys know each other before this? And I don't think a single one of them told me yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they're like, no, we just saw each other for the first time yesterday or today. Uh, but i mean bruce on a
1: personal level too like we didn't took us until a little bit before to realize we had never actually met in person and that was how i felt finally seeing you i was like oh my god like you said (laughs) long lost friend
2: i know i know i i was telling you that that's how i felt you know we've been working together now for 12 months Having a lot of fun conversations uh, about Disney and vacation planning and, and having a lot of fun shows and content produced. But when, you know, when you and I met and, and Casey was there as well, it was like we had known each other for for a decade. And, you know, it is fantastic for people to be together in person. I and agree. Rick, and Rick, we miss you and we, we expect you to be there next year. Okay. It looked like a great time from all the videos and stuff that I was watching. So I definitely plan on being there next year if I can. Sounds good. Sounds good. Work allowing. (laughs) We're going to hold you to it, okay?
1: Okay, so you and a few of the vacation planners got there on Wednesday, correct? We
2: did. We did, yes. So we had had a full day on Wednesday. So so I would say there were six or seven of us who had shown up on Wednesday. And then we went over to Disney Springs and ate lunch at Art Art Smith's Homecoming.
1: Bruce, that is like our favorite place. What did you get?
2: um, I had the Cobb salad.
1: Ooh. Um,
2: and it was good. It was good.
1: Might um, be a dumb question. Do they put like their fried chicken in the cob salad, or is it grilled chicken?
2: Well, you can request fried chicken, but I had grilled chicken, so okay. uh, I I went pretty kind of straight and narrow and bland for lunch don't that think
1: day. I do salads are my favorite salads. It, it no. is
2: mine too. Mine. Yeah. Self control is incredible though. At yeah. Jeffers, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, fried chicken. <laughs> well, hold on. The real question:
1: Did you still eat a
2: biscuit? No, no biscuits.
1: Wow! I, yeah, I, I had my Cobb salad right and diet now. coke.
2: So um, okay, but but yeah, it was good. So there were there were uh, like I said, six or seven of us who went over there for lunch, and then we had tickets for the after hours event that evening at Hollywood Studios. And so with that uh, after hours ticket, you can enter the park at 7 p.m. So we got there, took the Skyliner from Pop Century over to. Hollywood Studios, got there at 7 and enjoyed the after hours party, which was fantastic. So the after hours event, the the park crowds were lower. We were able to walk on to a lot, especially as the evening kind of went on. And they got later to like 10, 11, 12 o'clock. We were able to get on to a lot more attractions with little to no lines. We did not see Phantasmic that night because we were busy Going around, you know, riding the different attractions. Uh, the girls had gone in and done Olga's Canteen and Galaxy's Edge, and uh, it, it was just a busy night overall. So, why we were so tired for like the rest of the week was because at the party it, it ended at 12:30 in the morning, and so it was like 12:20, and we were like, you know what? For we were in Galaxy's Edge, and we we're like, let's just hop in line in the queue for Rise of the Resistance. And it said, uh, posted a 40-minute wait. Well, um, if anyone has written Rise of the Resistance, we were at 45 minutes before we even got to the scene with all the stormtroopers. And so we were in the queue actually right after the stormtrooper, you know, big reveal. And we had all looked at each other and were joking that uh, we made a terrible mistake. (laughs) Uh, This was way, way longer than the posted wait time. And so by the time that we caught the bus, because the, the Skyliner had closed for the evening by then, by the time we caught the bus and had made it back to Pop Century, it was 2 two in the morning. And so on Friday, again, uh, or excuse me, on Thursday, before the event for 4 or 7 week had actually kicked off, we uh, opened the park at Magic Kingdom at 8 a.m. So then we met for the buses Before that, so it was a quick turnaround from the after-hours event at Hollywood Studios to Magic Kingdom the next day. So,
1: like my dream Disney trip. Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but you know what? So when you get in line at the end like that, like it's exhausting, especially when you are leaving the park at 1:30, 2 o'clock in the morning. But. As someone who always forgets to take my phone out and take photos when I'm doing things, that is, like, the best time. Like, empty park, let me take a picture with whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: It's, that's, yeah. like, the best part of that. But I'm sure you guys just walked right to the bus. <laughs>
2: uh, to, yeah, to be honest, we walked straight to the bus. But you are right. It is a great time for photos because the park is just empty. And to capture some of those night shots uh, of the park uh, in the evening is uh, that that is a great opportunity. But we are so tired; it was just get us to the bus and get us back to the hotel. So, Magic Kingdom, uh, folks were able to ride Tron. They they purchased a Lightning Lane, and they were in the virtual queue and got a a pass to their virtual queue. And then we. You know, all went back to Pop Century that afternoon, hung out by the pool as vacation planners began to arrive from across the country for for the event. So we had a real nice, you know, relaxing afternoon and evening. Uh, Like I was saying earlier, this was an opportunity for vacation planners to meet for the first time. So there was kind of a lot of conversation and catching up to be had. And so, you know, we just hung out by the pool. We were there for like five hours. Um, as people began to trickle in for, for the day. And then that evening, we met at uh, Everything Pop, which is the food court at Pop Century Resort, where we gathered collectively as a team and passed out their event bags and T-shirts for the week. And then most most folks called it uh, an early evening on, on Thursday because Friday started uh, the event where we uh, were back at the Magic Kingdom, and, and again, quite early, so... And then that Thursday evening is where you came in and you flew in that evening. So you were there uh, bright and early for, for the festivities Friday morning.
1: Heck yeah. And you're right, everyone was asleep when I get there. 10.30, everyone was already asleep. That's
2: crazy. I was
1: like, where is everyone? And Bruce was like, nah, they're done. That's yeah. how you know it
2: was a long day. I actually, I felt
1: really bad keeping Bruce and Casey up, and it was like, the flight literally had to be, you know when they can't get close enough, so they have to tow you in? And I was yeah. like, oh my god, I'm the worst.
2: It was no problem. We were up doing some final prep, so it was all good. And we were we were excited for you to get there, so... And then you were there, Gina, for Friday, which was our our full day at the Magic Kingdom. And we met in the morning over at Pop Century Resort as a team and then took the bus over, which you were there with uh, your friends, which was uh, terrific to meet them and have them join us.
1: Yeah, they had a great time, too. I was so excited to be there. We took up, like, the whole back of the bus. It was great. All the blue (laughs) shirts
0: we did we looked like we, a family on vacation
1: we did well you know what actually <laughs> yeah. in magic kingdom there was another family that had the same shade of shirt and i swore i saw them like 50 times that day because like mm-hmm. everyone kind of separated when we were in magic kingdom and then we'd all come back and then separate because people had bought genie plus and had their lightning lanes or people mm-hmm. went and we're getting food things like that so whenever you would see someone in a blue shirt like i would get excited i'd be like oh there's someone from 407 and then we'd stay with them for a little bit, but I kept seeing this family and I'd get so excited and I was like, Nope, you're not us <laughs> It was so many times.
0: You had to have helped at least one person win the family T shirt game though. Where you pick a color I don't and know. you to find someone. It was
1: a pretty like common shade of yeah. blue. Like I feel like you don't pick blue for oh. that game. I kept looking for yellow though, since we <laughs> never found it last time. No, we found it. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I told everyone we didn't find it. I was like, yeah, look for a yellow shirt. Never found one last time.
2: So, Gina, what did, uh, what did you do on Friday? I know that you were with uh, a couple of different groups of vacation planners who were going around the park. So, remind me, did you have Genie Plus? And uh, if so, what attractions were you able to do?
1: Yeah, so we did end up getting Genie+. Plus. We had a feeling it was going to be crowded. Mm -hmm. And we were able to do almost everything in Magic Kingdom that day. And we weren't wrong. It was a pretty crowded day. It was. was, The crowds were going. So when we went in, we actually, first thing in the morning, we're going to go over and go to Jungle Cruise. By the time we got to it, it was already up to a 55-minute wait. So we checked the app, and Pirates was a walk-on. So we walked right on to Pirates. Basically walked on the Haunted Mansion. I think we waited like 10 minutes, and it was going straight through. The whole time, thinking that Bruce was in line ahead of me, and he was waiting outside
2: the ride. Yeah, I was waiting for you guys to get there, and then I texted you, and you're like, oh, we're already in the queue.
1: Oh, I'm about to get on the ride.
2: <laughs> we'll wait with you for the next one. <laughs>
1: well, no, and then the worst part was then I walked straight past him.
2: Yeah, you guys <laughs> were – right yeah, you guys were had your heads down looking at the the wait times on, on the My Disney Experience account. Yeah, so. you got your you got your blockers on your yeah tunnel vision. We were actually
1: we were actually looking to see if we could mobile order Dole Whip.
2: <laughs> and you did get Dole Whip after that, right?
1: Yeah, we did. We we couldn't mobile order it. I thought you used to be able to mobile order it there.
2: I feel like we definitely did. It we was. definitely did at one yes, point. It was You're okay. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
1: we could not mobile order it. So we went and waited in line. The line wasn't that long. It was still kind of early. I guess not everyone wants a form of ice cream that early in the morning, but <laughs> I do. I got the cake one. Nice. With the upside yeah. down cake. It was good. Yeah. So that was two rides by like 10 a.m., I think ish. And we didn't even use Genie Plus yet. We ended up using Genie Plus. Hi, guys. I gave the wrong list, so let me just edit in right here what the real list was. So the rides that we rode Ginny Plus on were Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, Peter Pan, It's a Small World, Barnstormer, Dumbo, Little Mermaid. And we didn't get onto the teacups because we decided not to, but we did have a lightning lane for them at the end of the night. So we were able to to use it for a lot of rides. We got really lucky.
2: It was just the way that we had it worked out. For as busy as it was that day, you guys did get a lot done.
1: Yeah, we definitely were able to. Um, I found with the busier rides like Peter Pan, sometimes it is more worth it to pick it later in the night, later in the day, and then just wait the two hours and then start stacking them. And that was what we did. So around, maybe around two, we picked Peter Pan for 10 p.m. because it was after yeah. the fire. Okay. And then we started stacking them after that. So every two hours, we picked other ones. And then we would pick ones that were nice and close because they were smaller rides. So at 4 o'clock, maybe, we picked Buzz Lightyear for 4.20 and then hopped right on it and then picked another one. And then we were able – that's how we were able to get so many of them. So it ended up working out really, really well having it. And then we also, in the morning, did the virtual queue for Tron. So we were group number 33. So pretty early in the day, we got to ride Tron.
2: Yeah, that was fantastic. Do you want to talk about your thoughts on Tron? Do we want to give uh, a little review? Did it live up to the hype? No spoilers.
1: Spoiler-free review?
2: Nah, it's, you can
0: spoil it at this point, I feel like.
1: <laughs> I can do a spoiler-free review, I think.
0: Challenge yourself.
1: To to keep it spoiler-free? Yeah. Okay. I would say Tron was very good. I don't understand people comparing it to Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's only compared because they're both new rides. I think Agree. it's... If they weren't both new, people would never compare them. It's like Brilliant. comparing Space Mountain and Splash Mountain in my head. Like, they're two completely different types of more thrilly rides. But all in all, it was a great roller coaster. And I think because so many people talked it down, my expectations were pretty low. So yeah, that made it
2: better. I really think better. that's fair. Well, if you were going to rate it out of 10, uh, just for, you know, overall, so thinking like the... The ambiance, the music, the setting, the attraction itself on a thrill level. What what type of rating would you give it?
1: I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. I okay. Six and a half, but I'm gonna go seven. I think if I could have wrote it at night, I might have rated it higher.
2: Okay.
1: Which is why I went a little higher because I saw how beautiful it could be at night. So I'm gonna go seven with it.
0: How do you compare it? What's better, that or
2: Velocicoaster?
1: Velocicoaster.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> Although... if
1: you're going off, based off it being a roller coaster, definitely a Velocicoaster. The, the thing that I think makes Tron so good, and this is not a spoiler because anyone who has looked at it online sees it, is the type of seat that you're in. If this roller coaster fun. was just a normal seat, I think people wouldn't be as impressed by it. It's the fact that it's like you're on a bike.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to compare the attraction itself, just the experience, to VelociCoaster, I pick VelociCoaster. I would give it an 8, though. And, and here's why. Even though I think that it's quite similar in uh, the track to and Roller Coaster and kind of similar to where it's in kind of like a dark warehouse, if you will. You have some things that are lit up or, or glowing in the dark. I give it an 8 because one it was thrilling and it was a lot of fun but two aesthetically at night it is it's it's beautiful. unreal at night it is it's beautiful it, it it's really cool to see it from a distance and then when you get up underneath that canopy and there are the the trains coming through with the lit up bikes and the canopy all lit up with the music going i I think it, it's just the, the ambiance of the of the entire attraction. Is just a huge positive in Tomorrowland, and uh, for for that, I think it gets some bonus points and, and moves it up to a, around an eight.
1: Okay, that's fair. And the train comes so close to the walkway that you it stand does. on. It's just like, it really come does. here, you gotta see this, and told me <laughs> right where to stand because it like it's almost like you could high five the people.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, with how
1: close it comes. Also, one other thing that I really liked about it, the photo pass.
2: Yes, a few I agree.
1: Things with that. So. First of all, it takes the photo from both angles. So whether you're on the right or the left, it takes it from both sides. Like that for two reasons. If you're on the right or left, you can be the main person in the photo. Because, like, what if you're riding with a stranger and now, like, they're the person in the photo? Other reason I like it, I know which one's my good side. And that (laughs) keeps me from posting things. It does. Like, I know that sounds so superficial. But, like, if it's really bad, it's really bad. So, like, look, now you got options. The other thing I noticed about it, <laughs> you're, you're going to have to go back and look. Is the the video, video, okay, yeah, the video. That wasn't even it, though. You're going to have to go back and look. It's actually, I posted it on our Instagram today. If you are sitting on it by yourself, so I didn't have anyone next to me. Our group took up 11 out of 14 bikes on the train, and they didn't put anyone next to me. If you're sitting by yourself, it centers you. Over the two trains. So if you watch the video, it doesn't look like I'm by myself. It looks like I'm on two trains. That's awesome. Yeah. Like it's not just me in the corner.
2: Okay. That's cool.
1: And I don't, I thought I was like, I was like, no, it just has to be the angle. But then I looked at it like more than one time and I looked at the video and it's, I'm centered over the two bikes. And I think that's really cool because it doesn't just make it look like an empty train. So, Okay, it's Gina editing right now. I take back what I said. I don't really think that it did center me. I keep staring at the photo and I can't figure it out. I think it's just the angle that I'm sitting. But honestly, I don't know. So we're just going to go with the fact that it didn't center me. Because that way, if it does center you, it's like a fun surprise. Either way, the photo
2: pass was still really cool.
1: Bonus points for the photo pass. I'm going to give it a seven and a half now. I'm bringing it up.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I love having the video that they give you in the photo pass but uh that video of you guys coming down that hill as you're about to go up the hill into the building i captured that in slow-mo and that is a really cool video that i'll I'll be posting on our social media here soon but to have all of you guys in that one train and in slow-mo it it turned out really well
1: it was really cool we needed two more that was all we needed (laughs) Or I guess three, but it was so cool.
2: It was cool, yeah. I think it's a great addition, and my hope is that they carry that aesthetic and theming a little bit more into Tomorrowland, and not just like let's you know, not just like the canopy because that that is unique to Tron and, and, and the attraction, but just the the blue color. Um, as well as the plant life that they have planted yes. below the attraction where the walkway to New Fantasyland is as well as around the attraction is really beautiful. Uh, it's really well done. And so it'd be really great to have maybe some of that plant life into the concrete jungle that is Tomorrowland.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. it definitely looked really cool. And it's very cool looking down into it because like, it's almost planted almost like a quilt like the patterns that they have it looked really cool it's it's a weird thing to recommend but go look at that when you're after you're done looking up at the the tron coaster look down and you'll see how what we're talking about it looks really cool
2: it does and comparing it to a quilt is really a really good comparison i like that Mm -hmm. because there there are a lot of different plant lives and going in different directions yeah i i just think it'd be fantastic for that to uh, you know start to spread to other parts of tomorrowland
1: Probably help with the heat in there a little bit, a little less concrete. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah. And then last thing on that, I guess, me and you were talking to Brian and Pierre. Remember we were talking about the way that if you're standing in front of Tomorrowland Speedway, the lights go. It's gonna be so cool if they change the colors at Christmas. I don't know. Because I don't know if you remember in the Christmas party doing the tomorrowland speedway they have those weird blocks out that are like mm-hmm. the different colors they make them like green and
0: I do not remember that
1: yeah they make them like green and red and have them go with the music and if they can get tron doing that too i think it would be but i don't know if that would ruin the ride because you're supposed to be team blue so oh, i don't hi. know i don't know what they'll do there but from the outside it would look very cool it,
2: it would as cool as that would be uh, my bet as of today would be that that does not happen
1: at least not the first year because there's still yeah. too many people riding it for the first time
2: yeah agree at the Halloween party, they'll turn it orange
1: that they could do. they could put more orange into it.
2: that's the other team, isn't it? It's yeah, and there is yeah. random
1: waves of orange that come through, so they could do a little more orange at Halloween
2: now Rick uh i one thing I did want to mention about our day at the Magic Kingdom was we did eat at uh Cosmic Rays, and there were team members who got the the chicken tenders with mustard, uh-huh. so they did okay, they did yes. So they get it it was so weird they all (laughs) it was in honor
1: none of them they all had stomachaches from the gross meal i don't (laughs) know it's weird (laughs) they must
0: have not eaten the fried chicken the other day at uh, (laughs)
2: Smith's. i pulled it
1: out i was like bruce look what i have
2: (laughs) she had a couple mustard packets that she was going to bring back for you oh she sent. she sent me a picture
1: (laughs) (laughs) was there any other food or anything you did at magic that you want to touch on
2: Uh, that day at Magic Kingdom, I mean, that, that kind of recaps from, uh, an attraction standpoint, you know, part of what I did that day was kind of run around and and, and talk to people, make sure they're having a good time and and, and being able to spend time with, with each, you know, little subgroup that was going around the park. So I was kind of busy running around the park, talking with folks more than I was getting on attractions. I did two attractions that day, Pirates of the Caribbean and Tron. And Not then the baby. rest of the yeah, time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And the rest of the time, I, I, I had the pleasure of being able to to talk with folks as they were having a good time at the park. So, but one thing that uh, I was going to add is that evening we did go live with Magical Meg on YouTube, which there is a link on our Facebook page to watch that, or you can visit Magical Meg on YouTube, where uh, Meg and I walked around the park talking about the day, and then. Gina, you were able to, to join for a bit, and then other vacation planners were able to join for a bit. So uh, I, would, I would encourage listeners to go check out our Facebook page or the Magical Meg YouTube channel uh, to watch that live video to, to see a little bit more of what we're talking about. We, we did show Tron at night, but it also showcases some of the, the people that we were spending time with that day.
1: Yeah, there ended up being a big group huddled around answering some <laughs> questions from the people who were putting in the comments live. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was cool. I have a question for either of you to answer. Do we have any any word on Old Splash Mountain yet? Have they started any construction there?
1: Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. They yeah. had the
1: uh, what is scaffolding? Scaffolding. They had scaffolding up. They had all the scaffolding up. There was people standing up top looking down on the whole park. There's people down the bottom. There was yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. They had it I was going. Just and
1: when we rode the train, there was actually the voiceover has changed, and it now says like, "Do you hear the critters like stirring something up?"
0: Oh, they changed that. They changed right. it from
1: the Splash Mountain voiceover that they used to have. Yeah. So okay. That was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on it. real quick, after the fireworks. So fireworks ended around 9.30, park closed at 11. This is just the importance of if you're a night person or if you're able to, staying as late in the park as you can. We called it a power hour. It was really 90 minutes. And we were able to do four rides. We probably could have done five, but one of the people with us really wanted to make sure they got to the stores at the end. So, in that 90 minutes, that's when we rode Jungle Cruise, Peter Pan, It's a Small World, and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train.
2: Nice. Just to name a few. <laughs> Just to name a few.
1: And oh, it was we were walking into Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and I was like, we could totally do teacups right now. But we didn't do it, because I was the only one who wanted to, and they wanted to shop. But that's, like, one of those, I believe. I think only one, maybe two of them, were Genie Plus. So, if you have Genie Plus, that definitely helps at the end of the night. But... Just in general, staying until the end, if you are a night person or if you're able to, can be so worth it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: I mean, we know you agree you stayed till 2 a.m. in Hollywood Studios.
2: (laughs) That is true. That is true. Um, All right, so day two for…
1: Official day two. Official day two, yeah. I was was like, this is day day seven for 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 Bruce, (laughs) I think, or 18. I don't remember.
2: Yeah, official day two, so uh, the team meeting at Pop Century again, which is where most of the team was staying. And then we caught the Skyliner over to Epcot uh, for the Flower Garden Festival. You know, we, uh, again, had another fantastic day weather-wise. It was beautiful. The sun was shining, not many clouds in the sky. Uh, temperature was a little bit warm, but, you know, that that – that kind of beats the alternative of, of rain or thunderstorms uh, down here in central Florida. So had another fantastic day. I would say, Gina, I don't, I don't know about you, but I would say about 50% of the team had a guardians of the galaxy virtual queue. Like as soon as we got into the park, yeah, uh, we did take that team photo in front of the attraction. And then like 50% of, uh, of folks went straight into the attraction um, with their virtual queue. So we got to ride that early on in the morning, which was a lot of fun. I, I still think that that is my favorite coaster at Walt well, Disney World, even with the addition of Tron. I, I think that Guardians of the Galaxy is still my favorite. is isn't my favorite attraction overall, Maybe, but it's at least my favorite uh, roller coaster. So, but I'm, I, you know, to to be fair, I'm a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan to begin with. So, you know, the, the genre and the uh, topic kind of uh, fits my fancy already, if you will. So,
1: You're not um, a big Tron fan?
2: Well, you know what? Um, I'm new to Tron, and oh, like after, but here, here's what I will tell you. I'm new to Tron. I had not seen the movies prior to riding the attraction. And so some of the theming was lost on me. So I had to figure out what the grid was. I had to figure out why we were racing and what the photo opportunity with that ring was. All very new to me. And I'm still not sure that I fully grasp it 100%. However, the attraction and the theming, it being an 8 out of 10, I did enjoy it enough that I am committed to watching the movies now so that I do understand it even more. Have you made it through the first one, the original movie? I I no I in fact I have to explore how many movies there are when they start uh how many remakes there are so I am a novice uh, you know square one As far as
0: I know there's only two I tried watching the original a while back and it was it was just old so it was, okay. it, was it was hard to, like the graphics weren't great and it was just like it was it was an old movie The new one looks kind of interesting though as far as I know there's only two but that's why okay. I was curious because I, I tried watching the original one. I wasn't. I wanted to see what your opinion might be on that. But
2: so, so Rick, you know what? I, I think it would be fun having that knowledge oh, um, of the at least that world beforehand. Uh-huh. So okay. so uh, since you have not ridden it yet, I would recommend checking it out beforehand, okay. and then maybe we can compare the you know expert versus novice uh, in the Tron realm uh, that experience on the attraction after you get to ride it
0: okay i'll do that before august then sounds good (laughs)
2: what do you want to say
1: do you really think it's going to take till august before we get there again
2: (laughs) Uh, am i sensing another 24-hour trip (laughs) the the thing is i are we going to make it to tron before then i
1: don't know we'll wait and see every time i'm like oh i don't have that many trips planned i end up there like five times so i don't know
2: (laughs) Uh, so, Gina, a lot of a lot of uh, vacation planners were having some fun and interesting food items at the festival this year. Were there any standouts for you?
1: Yes. First thing that came to mind when you said that was actually the first thing that I ate. It was the oxtail.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, it was oxtail, and it was just served over a rice. And it was so good, and I think by the end of the day, I had decided that that was the best thing I had. Really? It was at... La Isla Fresca, it's between France and Morocco, and it was braised oxtail with pigeon pea rice." And at the time, I actually wrote that it was an eight out of 10, but after eating everything, I ended up saying it was a 10 out of 10. Wow. after eating other things. I think it was just because it was the first thing I had of the day. I was being a little harsh on it. Yeah. And then later, I think it was my favorite thing I ate.:
2: That's crazy. So what it, please, you know give a description of what oxtail looks like what is the consistency (laughs) definitely not chicken (laughs) what is the flavor
1: i thought it was gonna look kind of like almost more like a rib that's kind of what i was picturing and it actually kind of looked like more like short rib like it was like chunks of beef pulled Mm
2: -hmm. it was like
1: a pulled beef kind of okay and it was how do i it was like pulled beef and gravy, I guess, is my best way of describing it. Huh. I know that sounds really gross, but it was actually really good, and it was served over this like weird green rice. Everything about it—it should—it had no business being as good as it was.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, I see the photo. Um, interesting. I didn't even know that was such an item to get.
1: Yeah, that. Well, you know what? Everyone else had gotten the coconut tres leches and the shrimp skewer, and I was like, I kind of want the oxtail. Yeah.
0: absolutely
1: try and yeah i was a big fan and i also just a tip for anyone going i have found that the ones that are run by disney so you can tell based off what the cast members are wearing Mm -hmm. if they're wearing the disney uniforms they tend to give you bigger portions so that one was one of the disney ones that gives you the bigger portions Mm -hmm. the ones that are run by the outside companies like France pavilion, Mexico pavilion. Those are a little bit smaller portions for the same price. So like if you were looking for something that's really going to fill you, this was a really good one. I had yeah. to make sure other people ate it. Cause I wasn't going to be able to eat back and then keep going.
2: And what was the, what was the price on that one?
1: I think it was around $7, was
2: Okay, $7
1: because I remember thinking it was a good deal. So it was nice. $7 for a pretty hefty portion of the rice and the oxtail.
2: Well, it just go to the show. Try something new because it could turn out to be your favorite dish of the day. Exactly. Oh, yeah.
1: Best drink of the day was probably the frozen rose from France. The rose. Mm.
2: The rose. <laughs> you know what? It, if the oxtail was your favorite item at the festival, what was your least favorite thing at the festival?
1: The Florida strawberry shortcake from Florida Fresh.
2: Now, where's the Florida Fresh booth?
1: It's right near the Disney Trader's store, right at the front Mm. of the World Showcase. Oh, my gosh. This was awful. Why? It looks so good. It's the one that they put in the book with the photo. It had no business tasting as bad as it did.
2: What was wrong with it?
1: It was like, if they would have called it a biscuit, it might have been okay. Mm. It was supposed to be a cake, kind of made into like a sandwich. And it tasted like a nice dry biscuit. Mm. It was hard as a rock disgusting there was like five of us sitting there and i think everyone took a bite every single person said it was terrible and we ended up throwing it away really yes it was that That bad
0: wow it was it was really bad people couldn't even finish
2: it
1: no (laughs) oh absolutely disgusting
2: any Mm -hmm. other highlights from from your day gina
1: for my day, really just Guardians of the Galaxy. We did that one twice. We got the virtual queue, and then we did end up buying the lightning lane to ride it a second time.
0: Do you remember Could what told you
1: got? Yeah, so we got... I don't know the name of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the... And I ran. so far. I ran? I, I ran, ran, yeah. <laughs> um, we got that one, and we got...
2: Um... Did you get Conga? Did you get September?
1: No, I really wanted September because everyone keeps talking so highly about September and how good it is mm-hmm. and how it's the best one to ride to, and I haven't gotten it yet. The second one we got was One Way or Another.
2: One Way or Another.
1: And that was okay. really good because before yeah. that, I had had Conga and Disco Inferno, so then I got two different ones. So I've gotten really lucky with getting a good variety so far. good.
2: good. favorite one i
1: think is still conga though is the best is it
2: really Uh, okay yeah
1: and someone told me they didn't like that one i was like no i think that's the best one that i've written it to okay did you write it just the one time or did you i wrote it
2: i wrote it just the one time in the morning i don't recall what song that we have but my favorite is one way or another or i ran
1: it was i ran because i wrote that one with you
2: okay yeah those two songs are my favorite for that attraction
1: that works out perfectly that's what (laughs) i got
2: yeah (laughs) um we did get to walk on single rider at test track which was great and we got to ride one of my favorite attractions and now one of gina's favorite attractions living with the land so we rode that as a team as well which was a lot of fun and we finally converted gina from a hater to a lover of living with the land which was good april fools (laughs) most recent reel and spill the dude say otherwise
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no that ride
1: i just i don't get it
2: gina i i don't understand i don't i don't understand the dislike of living with the land
1: i was sitting there and i just remember thinking it doesn't even move at like a normal speed like it was like
2: exactly Exactly. It was
1: so slow. <laughs> It was moving so slow. And I think it might have just been at that one part, but I was like, why are we moving? And it was through like a tunnel. I was like, we're moving so slow and nothing, there's nothing to see. <laughs> I don't get it.
2: You're missing the beauty of that attraction.
1: It was the slow so beautiful boat boat the ride. first time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is one of my favorites. It, it is you know one of You know what? Favorites.
1: Because people who like it absolutely love it. Yeah. It's like there's not really an in-between. It's either you like it or not
2: I agree, I agree. So I
1: am proud to represent those who don't.
2: You know, I would say it's my third favorite attraction at at Epcot.
1: Is, okay, wait, your first is Guardian, second Test Track?
2: No, Remy's, Ratatouille Adventure. Oh, okay. And then Living with the Land. I think that beats, for me personally, everyone's list is uh, subjective and individual to them. But I think it, for me, it beats out Test Track, Frozen Ever After, Spaceship Soaring. Earth, Soarin'. I I I I put it at three. What about you? I I know. I know, let's just real briefly. What What's your top three favorites? And we're not objectively saying they're the best; just subjectively saying they're your favorites at Epcot.
1: My favorites at Epcot would go Guardians, Soarin'
2: and then remy's and then remy's okay and i, Rick?
1: Was, I was tempted to sprinkle in the three coming euros but i'm gonna
2: oh
0: that's a good one i know gonna... <laughs> <laughs> what are your three uh mine guardians is first by a landslide remy's second and then third i would probably good man to go with soren just because i like the feeling of my feet lifting off the floor yeah i hear you I heard
1: it. Was it you sitting next to me? Some of them were sitting next to me. I turned to them and I said, This is Rick's favorite part. When the feed came <laughs> up.
0: It's the best
2: feeling after a long day at the park. It Living is. with
1: the Land is not my least favorite, though. Dude, well,
2: it's, I, it's funny that you're talking about Trace Caballeros, another slow moving boat ride.
1: With such a better <laughs> story.
2: Uh,
1: uh, that you know, moves like, a I, I dislike this slow moving
2: easy. boat ride. But my favorite but... ride might be the slow moving boat ride. <laughs> no, my
1: least favorite ride in all of Walt Disney World is the Seas with Nemo and Friends.
2: No joke. How, why I would is get that? on
1: Living with the Land any day before I would get on the seas.
0: But I would go in the aquarium before I'd yeah. go on Living with the Land.
1: Yeah, definitely. But ah, yeah, yeah, probably. I like the aquarium. I like, like, aquarium. I like going up and seeing the manatees.
2: Even mm-hmm. more so than Journey into Imagination. I love Journey into Imagination. Oh my word! All right, we're gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to have an entire There's episode no way he just on, done on this. That.
1: <laughs> you didn't know how much I love Journey into Imagination. No,
2: I love the I love the pavilion. I love the the building that it it, it exists in. I love the um the topiary that's there. I like figment, but no, I mean, it, it, seriously, it fits between that and. Uh, attractions like Living with the Land—they're I, I, not even in the same realm. Figment, <laughs>
1: Figment, every time. Bruce, I don't know if you know this, um, but my personality literally is Figment, so it's really it's fun. It's like going home.
2: Wrecked <laughs> the Dreamfinder.
1: <laughs> yep, Dreamfinder's long gone.
2: Oh wait. Oh oh who's the doctor? Who's Nigel? Nig- Nigel, on, Nigel.
1: You've arrived again. It's been oh. since the Dreamfinder. Oh, oh Bruce. <laughs>
2: oh no. Sorry, Rick. I didn't mean to to say that's that. Okay. You're I was something trying to figure out why I didn't
0: understand the reference.
1: Yeah, Dreamfinder is what <laughs> used to be there. Oh, then... I
2: meant Dr. Nigel something.
1: Channing? Mm, yeah, I think so. Channing? Yeah. I don't know. I like going through and getting to see um, but yes Wayne Zelinski and Doctor yes. Bernard. I agree. I like all the little references in there—the tennis mm. shoes outside the computer room. Mm. It's a good ride. It's all different. right. Better An episode for
2: another day. We'll uh, we'll, we'll have a we'll battle of Epcot attractions. We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back. Yeah. That'll be fun
1: because Bruce doesn't like to give his hard yes or no. So it'll be interesting <laughs> if we did something like that. He'd have to give a hard yes or no.
2: My lists are, you know, consistently evolving. So. Their living You've gotten list.
1: better in the last year with giving us a hard yes or no. The first few <laughs> times you came on, you would be like, "Well, this is great, and this is great,
2: and this is great." I get real no, technical. No. I just th- I think that there is a difference between saying something is objectively the best or worst, and then saying something is your favorite or least favorite. I and agree. So it just it just matters what what the you know what what the objective of the list is.
1: No, I definitely agree with that because sometimes my favorite in the park is not the best ride in the park. And I can respect that. True. Yeah. Like right now, my favorite in magic kingdom is probably Buzz Lightyear since flash mountains closed. And I know that that's not the best ride in the park, but to me it's the best.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I hear you. I hear you. Gina, to, to wrap up the Epcot day, we did watch Harmonious that evening, which, you know, is now, as of the time of this recording, is uh, is gone. So we were fortunate enough to see Harmonious one last time before the show went away.
1: Yeah, we were actually on our way to meet you guys for it, and we turned and frozen, had a five-minute wait, and mm. it was about five minutes till the show started. So we went running into it. As we were going in, the cast member was like, just so you know, it's not a real five. And we were like, oh, is there a glitch? Is it like 60 minutes? She was like, no, it's a, it's it's a, a walk-on. Walk on. Oh. She was like, we, this is just as low as we can go. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah. So we were able to ride Frozen and then make it out. It, we ended up, I think the first song had already started, but that was as far as it was into it. So that was like, that was a good a good way to end the day. We didn't get to go end up meeting with you guys because of it, but it was like... We'll see him tomorrow. Let's go.
2: I do like how the attractions open up for those who don't want to watch nighttime shows when nighttime shows start. So that is definitely a good vacation tip to those who are going to pass watching the evening shows is to hit up some of those busy or popular attractions because wait times will be lower.
1: Especially ones like Frozen that's more geared to the yeah. younger audience too because right. the few kids that are left are there for the fireworks they're not there to ride the rides so that's a perfect time if you're in a group of adults or if your kid is maybe a little older that's the perfect time to get them on those rides Mm
2: -hmm. yeah exactly so with that gina you know on sunday we met at hollywood studios as folks slowly began to catch flights to to head home after the event and you were there uh, on sunday and you know it was it was a busy day at hollywood studios it was It was pretty packed. Uh, Wait times were high, but we did get to ride some of the the marquee attractions there. But then you had a pretty unique viewing experience at Fantasmic that night. So talk to me about that.
1: Kind of with what you just said about riding the rides during the show. So Fantasmic is a really good example of that because a lot of times Fantasmic has two shows going. So they just announced that in the coming future, it's going to be dropping back to one. Um, but sometimes even when they announce that, they end up doing two later anyway because they the crowds are more than they're expecting. Mm-hmm. We, during the first show, which was at 830, went and rode rides. And we were able to get on rides so quickly. We were able to, to go. We actually went and saw the Lady McQueen show. We went over and we walked on to Rise of the Resistance. It said <laughs> wow. that it was a 30-minute wait. We walked on to it. It actually ended up breaking down after we got to the Stormtrooper room. So they gave us a lightning lane to go use in the last 30 minutes of the night. Mm -hmm. And we were able to end up walking onto Tower of Terror and riding that one last time. But by the time we got to Fantasmic, for the second showing, only, if anyone has seen me at Fantasmic Theater, it's an amphitheater with a bunch of bleachers. When we got there, only the two center bleachers were filled. There's probably about eight. Bleachers, I had to give a guesstimate right now, only the two center ones were filled. We were in one of the third ones out on the side a little bit more, and we were spread out. Like, the three of us that were there each had plenty of room. We had our feet up on the bleacher in front (laughs) of us. We went and got in line for food. They sell food in the Phantasmic Theater, and usually that line is insane and not worth waiting in. They walked up, got food, and we made it to the seat in time. And we we had walked in five minutes before the show started. That's awesome. (laughs) Like, we had absolutely no issues so i hardcore recommend this to everyone if you are willing to wait it out Mm -hmm. going to the second showing of phantasmic is like the best view of the show you don't have heads in everywhere you can actually relax the seats are bleachers so there's no backs to them but i love putting my feet up on the seat in front of me yeah so i was able to do that and not have to worry about anybody it was great
2: that is great any other highlights that day at uh, hollywood studios
1: Mm. Well, kicked by a Toy Story Mania. And then, of course, we went to Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Yeah. Which is the new restaurant in Toy Story Land. And it was so good. I'm so jealous. Yeah, you should be. It was <laughs> Oh, it was really good. I'm so excited. Yeah,
2: to- it was, it was really good. What was your what was your favorite dish?
1: My favorite? Oh, the oxtail. That- The oxtail. (laughs) That's what – they wanted to keep the the meal kid-friendly, so they put oxtail in it. So of the meats, I was really surprised. My favorite was actually the sausage.
2: okay. I thought it was
1: going to be either the brisket or the ribs. Yeah. Brisket and ribs were delicious, but the sausage was, like, really good. So don't sleep on the sausage. Chicken was nice and simple, perfect for kids. It was, like, more of a rotisserie chicken because it was barbecue chicken. But there wasn't anything crazy about it, but probably would have been great for kids who wanted – Like, if you have a picky eater or something like that. Right. The sides. Oh, the tater tots.
2: Tater tots. Classic.
1: Classic. I thought it was going to be the mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is right there with the chicken. That it was a great mac and cheese for kids. It was just more of like a... I don't want to use the word dryer because it wasn't dry, but it wasn't like an ooey gooey mac and cheese. Yeah, like it's if you kind were like a toddler and you wanted something easy for them to pick up and eat,
2: it wasn't Velveeta.
1: It was not Velveeta. <laughs> it wasn't like a, it, but it was like the swirly noodles and it had goldfish on top. So
2: okay, yeah, I thought that I would like the the ribs the most, but I I, I found that I liked the brisket the most. I did like the inside of the restaurant too, if you want to talk about that for a second. It, mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of like if you were to eat dinner in the queue of Toy Story Mania a little bit and had some different like sound effects where you could hear voices of, of characters and stuff, but it is not character dining. Yeah. Um, which I think it would be a great location for that, even if it was maybe some, you know, like B list Toy Story characters. That, that I wish did exist inside this restaurant, but. It did its job to make you feel like you were a toy and still in Toy Story Land, though.
1: I'm back and forth on if I think it needed characters because someone said okay. that to me, and I'm I'm a little torn on it because the voiceovers that you're talking about they they did stuff with the voiceovers. They were almost like commands for the servers and the people in the restaurant, and I feel like characters might almost get in the way of that mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And also, there's I feel like. Like you said, it would need to be B-list because that's yeah. one of the big perks of Toy Story Land is mm-hmm. all of the characters walking around.
2: Yeah. Agree. Agree.
1: So I'm a little torn. But one of my favorite things that I saw, and I think this is adorable, and why it is why I'm excited to go back with our nieces and nephews, is the little kids that came into the restaurant were given... Those, you know, like the pony heads on a stick that you can that you would ride as a yeah. kid. They were given those to get to their table. That's so awesome. they rode a horse that's to their awesome. table. Yeah. So that was like, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back with, <laughs> with a four-year-old. Cause that's going to be awesome. She's going to lose her mind.
0: Now I saw something online that they do. Andy's coming there. Is that true? Or
1: it is true. The whole restaurant freezes. <laughs>
0: It's awesome. It's awesome. We <laughs> it were like patiently fun.
1: waiting the whole time for it to happen and literally the guy at the table next to us was putting food into his mouth and froze. <laughs> like all of the servers stop what they're doing. Our whole table was still. Except that's for the awesome. people who were really excited that were moving their phone around to get videos of everyone being so still. That's <laughs> the that's the max of who's moving is yeah. people trying
2: to film it. That's funny. Yeah, it is, that is a fun touch.
1: I would definitely recommend this restaurant. And it's family style. The food does not stop coming. Family style is nice. Family style is so nice. One of the vacation planners did give us a hack for this restaurant. I'm going to put it at the beginning of the episode. So you guys should have heard it by now. But just to reiterate it, you don't have to just do the four sides. It says pick four. Once you've done them, you can pick more. So we ended up trying six sides, even though the menu technically says you get four. Will do. But that was the majority of the day. We had Genie Plus. I was really happy we did. Like you said, it was a really crowded day. Yeah. And I think we could have done everything, but I think our entire day would have been waiting in lines. Yeah. And we were able to kind of take our time and walk around the park and enjoy the food and the ambiance, which is my favorite part of Hollywood Studios, is just the ambiance and the full place. So
2: I agree. I agree. Uh, Gina, I want to ask you, as uh, as an attendee of 407 Week, what was a highlight for you or some of the, the best things about the, the three days that you were down with the community?
1: For me, it was honestly just meeting everybody. Like you said, so many of them I had already met, all, whether it was on social media, whether they were guests on the podcast. The night that you did the hosted the trivia, we went to that, like – so, I did already get to meet a lot of them virtually, and it was really nice to meet them all in person. There wasn't a single one of them that I didn't like, which was really cool and i'm a people person i was thriving off of meeting the people i really did enjoy it what about you
2: um you know what i i I go back to what i said earlier my favorite thing in the entire week was seeing vacation planners be able to interact in person and, and finally get to meet up and have a good time i know that um i said that earlier and i'm saying it again your response uh is quite similar um But you just had to be there and feel it to kind of experience it to kind of understand why that was so important and vital to the week. So, of course, we're going to have a good time at the, the rodeo barbecue or Fantasmic or Rise of the Resistance. But what makes vacationing so important and what makes vacationing so special is being able to do it with friends and family. And, you know, 407 Week being a celebration of destinations, clients, and vacation planners, um, and being able to wrap all of that into one event made these days together uh, at 407 Week incredibly special. And so as the owner, being able to see the community from podcasts and YouTube and social media teams and vacation planners all together at one spot, and not just spending time together, but actually, you know, thriving and enjoying their time together. It was incredibly special and something that I cannot wait to do again next year.
1: Me either.
2: And, uh, and Rick, I, I look forward to, to you being there next year as well.
0: Yeah, I look forward to it. I'm excited. It looked like it was a lot of fun. Even being the introvert that I am, I think I still would have enjoyed it. There's plenty of introverts. No, like
1: one of the things I really enjoyed about it was I felt like whoever I ended up next to I was having a conversation with and whether i started it or they started it it didn't matter no one was like oh that's my friend i'm staying with him the whole time you know what i mean like Uh, everyone was just if you were next to them you were that's who you were talking to the amount of times that like i said i saw a blue shirt in the park and then stayed with them for two hours and it (laughs) at no point did i feel like i was intruded i didn't feel like anyone was intruding on my day by them seeing me and staying with us like it Mm -hmm. was it was a different way to do Disney, and I loved it. It was just like yeah. you just made your way around to different groups of people all day. It was fun
2: yeah that that was that was a lot of fun and as we continue to grow as a community from now until April seventh uh and four o seven week next year, I look forward to you know having more people at the event and more people with similar personalities that. Want to spend time together? Want to go to these vacation destinations and hang out as a community? So I, we have a lot to look forward to in the year to come. We have a lot to look forward to as a business. We have a lot to look forward to as a community. And I'm already, you know, planning for a seven week 2024, and you know, can't wait for for the next event.
1: Great. Well, well, was is there you- anything else you wanted to touch on about the week?
2: I think that's it i think that was the the recap from the week it was terrific uh it was a lot of fun i hope that the the listeners were able to follow along but if not we did post a lot on our social media channels um that i'll direct listeners to but we will also have daily vlogs from magical meg uh as well so you can watch the the events unfolding uh, in her daily vlog so that's over at YouTube. Backslash Magical mag, which you can also find at mag- MagicalMeg.com or on our website as well. So we have a I lot can of like coverage. In the
1: show notes too, I'll be sure to put it there, so you guys can find the vlogs if you want to watch them.
2: Perfect. And Gina, you you uh, were covering some interviews with vacation planners. We have vlogs, we got the live show, we have all of our social media. So the event was well covered. So you know, if we have listeners who are wanting to check it out, we have lots of ways to check it out. Absolutely. So, Rick, Gina, thanks for having me on to talk about 407 week. And uh, you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you, you, you too. All
1: right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We had such a fun time recording this episode with Bruce and, of course, spending the weekend with him at four seven week. If you liked what you heard, we love when you give us those podcast reviews, when you give us the stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does mean the world to us, and it really helps more people to find our podcast. If you want to find us on social media, we are at spillity Podcast on Instagram, and our Gmail is spillitypod at gmail.com. Until next week, we will
0: See you at the castle.
1: Oh no, snitches get no, stitches. <laughs> we don't snitch here. <laughs>